Hello and welcome to this CMS Audio Mission Prayer Focus for February 2013. I'm Mike Stranks and I'll be with you for about 20 minutes to introduce two people who I hope will encourage us all to pray specifically. This month we focus on South America, first on Paraguay and then on Peru. Joe Hazelton is CMS's Regional Personnel Officer for South America, and she's not long back from a trip to meet all of CMS's mission partners and associates in Paraguay. When I met with Joe, I wanted to find out not only about her trip, but also what's the motivation for her doing what she does. I started by asking her what actually happens when she visits mission partners. I usually meet with them, I see what they're doing, I visit their project with them, I talk to them about what's going well, I ask them about what um, maybe what some of the challenges are that they're facing, we talk about uh, their relationship with CMS, how it's going, what we could do better for them, and also it could work the other way of course, like maybe they could correspond more often, Or, but usually it's the other way around, so the mission partner will say actually I need this and this and this and I'll write it down and make sure that it happens. So it's basically maintaining that link in a far more direct way than is possible by phone, email and letter. Yes, it's very personal. So it's building up a relationship between me in my role as the personnel officer with the people on the field. It shows them that CMS values them. It shows them that their work is important. And it's also a great information collecting opportunity for us. So I go and I take photos, I collect stories. Um, it's one of those things that you can tell a lot more from being face-to-face -face with somebody than on email or even by telephone. I guess it must be quite an intense time for you when you were there. It can be. It can be very intense. I think I had set up an itinerary of seeing a different person every day or every other day um, and you'd want to spend at least two or three hours with each of those people and quite often having quite in-depth conversations, maybe visiting their projects, some of which are quite intensive as well. For example, I went to see Beryl Baker's clinic. She's a mission associate. She's a nurse in the Chaco and uh, her clinic was amazing. It was five hours long. It was more than 42 degrees centigrade in the place where she was holding it and she did not stop. What were the highlights of this visit then, the one you've just done? I went to visit Paraguay specifically at this time because they were holding a centenary for the weekend of the last weekend I was there and uh, one of our mission partners Caroline Gilmore White has been working incredibly hard after over the last number of months really in putting together a very in-depth historical view of the chapel at St Andrews in Asuncion which is where a lot of the city work in Paraguay started for the Anglican Church and it really was a great celebration of the hundred years um, and then on the Sunday we had a celebration service and then a barbecue out in the countryside um, for lunch. So you've already mentioned going to Beryl Baker's clinic and now yeah. you've, you've mentioned this celebration yes. at St Andrews. Does that make you come away feeling really sort of inspired and recommitted yourself? 
I think it's just really impressive, all of the work that our mission partners do, and going and seeing it firsthand is inspirational, and it does encourage me in the work that I do, because sometimes if you sit in the office and you think, well, I'm just paper pushing sometimes, but when you really see that you're facilitating something amazing for God's kingdom, that makes it worth it. So you've mentioned two things. What other things did you get involved in when you were over in Paraguay? Uh, so I went to stay at Bishop Peter and Sally Bartlett's house. I spent a good time with them. We did some things at the church, um, partly in preparation for the centenary. I also went to visit Tim Curtis in the Chaco and went to his translation office to meet the translators, um, who are Latin partners, both of them. And I met with the Hawksby's, Chris and Alison Hawksby, who are also mission associates. They, uh, Chris does agricultural extension work and Alison works at the Christian Academy in Asuncion and they both do quite amazing things. I spent some time with Ronnie Irene and met his family. They have just restarted a church plant from the city centre in a new, newly opened church, which was there before, but it's been freshly opened, called Vija Guarani. And uh, they are getting good attendance. I went for the seventh week only that the church had been open, and it was really encouraging to see how alive the church was and how excited people were to be there. So I think that will be something to watch out for, how that grows and develops. I wonder, do you ever, when you're on these visits, do you ever think to yourself... I wish I was here doing it. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> um, depending on what project I'm looking at at the time, I think some of the things that some of our mission partners do is very hard work, and I'm just so impressed that they make it work and they do so well at it. And I think that God is amazing the way that he uses different people's skills in that way. I'm sure our mission partners would see the role that you fulfil back here at CMS HQ, if I can put it that way, is vital in supporting them. How did you get into the role? Well, it depends how far back you want to go, whether you want to see it as my dad getting a job in Spain when I was very young, my parents choosing Spanish for me as the second foreign language I'd learn at secondary school, my choice to follow Spanish at university and thinking that going to Spain for my year abroad was far too close and going to Latin America instead. And I think really that choice at university was one of the main things that kick-started this passion and this interest in Latin America. And since then I've lived in Peru for eight months. I've lived in Argentina for a year. I took a team to Nicaragua for six months and I just enjoy the continent as a whole and I really get a kick out of what God's doing there as well. I think it's really exciting. But why are you doing this job? God called me to Oxford and I didn't really want to go and he had to be quite specific. He was quite direct in the way that he spoke to me and it was quite a hard time as well in some ways because of the integration with SAMS and CMS to see where I was supposed to be. So do you see God's hand leading and guiding throughout your life? Pretty much. I mean, I've always had an interest in Spanish and then going to university, I got this interest in Latin America once I'd been. So is it a case of looking back and thinking your hand, oh God, has guided? 
Yeah, I guess so. But I didn't realise at the time. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> so what about of the future? Is your role going to stay the same or are you going to be doing different things? Don't know. <laughs> I don't think God tells me before things happen. I think he lets me know afterwards and shows me where his footsteps have been. From what you've said, I get the real sense that you're really fulfilled in your role and you have that real certainty that you're doing what God wants you to be. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm in the right place at the moment. Um, I think God has led me here through lots of different events and, yeah, I enjoy my work. Joe Hazelton explaining some of the things that CMS mission partners and local colleagues are doing in Paraguay and sharing something too of her commitment to God, his kingdom and its expression in South America. I think there's plenty there for us to pray for, both for Paraguay and for Joe. Audio mission. In the past, we've brought you news of encounter visits, short-term trips to different mission situations organised by CMS. Those stories have usually featured young people in their teens or early 20s. But not everyone who goes on an encounter visit is in that age group. Mary Rollin visited Peru and she explained to Jeremy Woodham what it was the group she was with had done. We were there working through and with people from the uh, Anglican Diocese of Peru. Um, we have two UK mission partners in that diocese who are Pat Blanchard and Sarah and Paul Tester. So basically they'd put together a programme for us to do some volunteer work with them and then to have an overview of the diocese and that had been prepared beforehand. So in the end, we got to see most of the Anglican work in both Lima and in Ica, which is a mission area. So what's the first image that comes to your mind when you think back to that trip? What I really enjoyed was meeting people. Met lots of wonderful people in the churches, everybody very warm, friendly, uh, very accepting of us, lovely children. So I immediately felt that I was on a level with people and could just make friendships with very little effort. Tell us about someone you made friends with. I made friends with a cheeky little girl who had, <laughs> had the very interesting name of Lady. Apparently lots of children were named after Lady Diana. And the one conversation I had with her is the day we went to the zoo, she came and sat next to me on her wall and said, why is your hair that colour? I said, well, that's, I'm white, uh, grey head, and um, that's the natural colour of my hair. And she said, no, no, your hair should be brown or black. And I said, no, well, I quite like my hair the way it is, thank you. No, no, you need to dye your hair brown or black. And then she said to me, I can dye it for you if you like. <laughs> no, I don't need it, thank you, I'm fine the way I am. She was very sweet and very cheeky. I was also very impressed with the young people's group at the first church we went to, St John the Evangelist. Um, they had an amazing group of young leaders. Was that in Lima? That was in Lima, yeah. This was the church where Paul and Sarah work with the youth. But the, the group of young leaders they had there were amazing young people. I think if they were in any church that I was part of, I would be thrilled to bits. Most of them were not privileged children, young people. They were studying, but working very hard to do that. 
and you just got the impression they were very focused. They took their church life very seriously, but they, they were... They had lots of fun. Yeah. What were they doing? What kinds of things did they...? They were doing a lot of the youth work in the church itself. They were working up in the shant one of the shanty towns to do um, Friday evening youth work, which was a trek for them. They were doing outreach to different mission points in Lima. So I think they were just a very busy group of people. And the church's mission there, is it mainly in those very poor areas...? Does it span well, the divides? Yeah. Well, the, I think that um, as Lima is a city of contrast, I found that the diocese was also a city of contrast, and, and Lima itself. A lot of, of um, mission points where Pat Blanchard and the testers work, they would be considered mission churches. So they would be ch churches in the slums or areas of shantytown. There's the Good Shepherd Cathedral in the centre of Lima, which is where a lot of the expats would worship, middle-class Christians. On Sunday, there are services for English speakers and for Spanish speakers. So there are congregations there, but very, very different style. And did you actually spend some time uh, with, it, with any of our CMS mission partners sort of at work? Yes, we, we spent a lot of time. The first week we were there, Paul Tester took us every day out either to um, San Pablo Mission Shantytown Church to do youth work, help with children's groups, or to the, the church where he's based, where there is a pastor and wife. So we went every day with them. We helped them prepare a, a holiday club. We went with them on a trip to the zoo. So we were looked after for that whole week by Paul Tester. The second week we were there, and some days too, we spent time with Pat Blanchard in her work with the Nazarene Church, the Ladies Sewing Group, the youth work. Uh, we attended services there. And then the, another part of Pat's work, which is really important, is the Shalom uh, Centre for Disabled Children. So that we, we volunteered there. We helped them to do crafts. We made candles. We did painting. We just lent a hand, really, with, with Pat's work there. So those were the two, the two major things that we were involved in, yeah. What really inspires you about the work you've seen um, that's going on through uh, CMS Partners? What, what inspired me is that they are totally focused on what they're doing. From both of the mission partners that I've mentioned, Paul and Sarah and Pat, they, they do everything with very good grace. They are very energetic. They're, they're extremely focused on their work, but I get the impression that they really, really love, love it. And they love the people. They obviously have wonderful friendships. They are immersed in what they're doing, but it's not a sort of serious, intense kind of feeling. You just get the feeling that they're doing what they love and they're doing it very well. Let's give thanks for the things that Mary experienced during her encounter visit to Peru. And of course, let's pray too for Pat Blanchard and Paul and Sarah Tester. And who knows... Maybe if you too are not in the first flush of youth, you could follow Mary's example and God's call to experience some short-term mission work yourself. Audio mission. 
We're back to our usual pattern this month, so it's time for our reflection on what we've heard. Here's Helen Harwood, CMS's Pioneer Training Administrator. I was very struck by Jo's dedication and also by the way that her experiences of meeting mission partners really encourage her in her work. I feel sure the strong encouragement works both ways, that Jo's visits to mission partners and mission associates are an amazing encouragement to those she visits. I am sure Jo was a massive blessing to others on this trip. It was really remarkable to hear how God has led Jo from an early age through her interest in Spanish and her visit to Latin America, to work for a mission community and serve the Lord in this way. CMS is all about relationships. As a community, we want to relate to people and to God and to help people to relate to God. Jo and Mary both talk a lot about the people they've met. Mary particularly talks about the youth, youth work in the shanty towns and outreach to different points in Lima. What an inspiration to hear how people involved with CMS are reaching out to all people, from the shanty towns to the city cathedral. It is essential that the church is reaching out to all areas, especially to those who might so easily be forgotten. Mary's story of the young girl called Lady demonstrates just one way that CMS people can connect. It's interesting that Mary, herself a grey-haired lady, although a very youthful and vibrant one, I know because I've met Mary many times, was able to see this youth work and was able to connect with people on a personal level. Her age was no barrier to her. Both Mary and Jo inspire us. Although Jo's desk is just behind mine in the office, I feel I know her a lot better now I've heard her story. I'm surprised at how God has led her, and I wonder, can we also see God's hand in our own lives? It may not always be so obvious, but has God led us to a certain place or given us certain friends? And is God calling us to be a witness where we live or to reach out in friendship to those around us? These recordings speak to me of blessings, of how we can bless one another and in that how we can be blessed by God. I'm reminded of Psalm 21 verse 3, which in the New International Version says... You came to meet him with rich blessings and placed a crown of pure gold on his head. May the coming weeks and months be a time of true blessing for all of us. Helen's reflection brings us to the end of this CMS Audio Mission Prayer Focus. Thanks for listening and I hope you'll join me, Mike Stranks, again next month as we share more things to encourage our prayers. 